Jesus. Lord, we're, we're, we're glad, we're thrilled, we're excited, we're overwhelmed. Amen. To stand in the presence of a holy God, Hallelujah. worthy God, mighty God, awesome God. Wonderful thing. We give you praise and destiny lifts up. Hallelujah. Praise and honor and glory to you, God, today, right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may take your seats, please. <clears throat> so good to see you here. Oh, isn't it good when the church gathers? And this is only the first of two. In actual fact, it's the first of three as well, because welcome to everybody that is watching us on our broadcast today. You are going to be blessed where you are right now. You know, I hear of people sitting in their PJs watching this, but then I hear of people on the train and sitting in at work sometimes in their break watching these things. Isn't it great to be able to connect together like this? Praise the Lord. So welcome to everyone of you watching and welcome to you as well. And, and then we'll go and do it all over again at 11 uh, when the place gets even fuller. But, but first service is getting fuller. Have you noticed that? God's doing something good. Prayer. Subject is... <laughs> Rachel said to me when I showed her the subject that I was going to... She says, oh no. Because I said, how to get your prayers answered. How many of you have got a few prayers that you'd like answered? You're the ones I'm speaking to. Everybody that didn't put their hand up. You're either too shy, you're lying, or every prayer that you've been, in which case, if you've got all your prayers answered, you come here and come and talk about it because I've got my hand up and saying there's quite a lot of prayers that I've prayed, praying, and have prayed that are still outstanding. I'm going to use the word outstanding rather than it didn't work. It's outstanding, which means it's still to come. Amen? Amen? There was a little boy called Johnny. His mother was trying to teach him how to pray. And every morning or every night they were, seeking, they were sitting down and praying. And they had this like family prayer time. It's a good thing to do, by the way. Teach your kids to pray. Teach your kids to worship. Teach your, teach your kids to be regularly and faithfully in church. Teach your kids how to, how to, how to give. All those things important. Anyhow, this mother was teaching Johnny how to pray. And this one day, she said, okay, Johnny, it's your time to pray. And he said, dear Lord Jesus, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. And he started going through the alphabet. And she stopped him and said, Johnny, she, what are you doing? And he said, mommy says, I didn't know what to pray for today. So I gave all the letters to God. And he, put, he can put it together in the words that he wants. There's all sometimes we don't know what to pray and how to pray, do we? Every religion, religion teaches their followers how to pray. The Jews are told to face a, failing, a wailing wall and bow. The Muslims have to take their prayer mat and face Mecca. And many Christians repeat words from a book of prayer. And then there's us. I think we need to look God in the face and speak to him out of our heart there's nothing wrong sometimes with with it can be very meaningful to to read a prayer out of a prayer a book of prayer but you know i don't take out i don't type out my conversation with rachel before i sit and have breakfast with her in the morning well actually we never sit and have breakfast but <laughs> i never take out dear dear rachel you know thou art the most wonderful woman in the world she is of course 
uh, and, and I beseech you today that you'll be kind to me. You know, I, I don't, I, I talked to her, I told her this morning, she looked a million dollars. She's got the looks, we're just waiting for the million dollars. But it, it's like prayer is, is, is a communication from my heart, your heart to God. And it's a communication from God's heart to you. Talking, listening, and feeling close are three very important factors when we come to pray. We talk to God, we listen to God, and we feel close to Him because of His presence. You can talk to God about anything and everything. Uh, you know, when you're going through stuff and it, you're, you're worried, tell Him. I'm a bit worried. It, it's okay, you will not frighten God. He does not have any mental health issues because of all of our burdens. You can go to God and tell him anything and everything. Tell him about your worries, about your cares, about your needs, about when you failed, about your sicknesses, about your financial troubles. Tell him everything. Because he's God. Tell him. And then we can listen to God. And if you will listen to him... And, and God will speak to you, allow to speak to you when you read this and a verse will come out and you go bang. Or he will listen, you will listen to God because he speaks to you on the inside. Or even, dare I say it, when you're listening to a really good preacher. <clears throat> God, might, God might speak to you, should speak to you through the preacher as well. And, and what is he going to tell you? He's going to tell you don't worry. He's going to tell you don't fear. He's going to tell you to hold on, help is on the way. He's going to tell you to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on in your own understanding. God is going to speak faith to you and he's going to tell you, hang on, your breakthrough is coming. We speak, we talk if you like, we listen. And then this third thing that I think so often when we talk about prayer, we don't talk about, but I think it's important this morning, is that we feel his presence. Um, you know, there's been times when Rachel's maybe been in the hospital, we've been talking, we've been listening, but there's nothing like when we make a visit or eventually when she comes home. When you are together, when there's the presence of coming together. And you know, God wants to do that with you. He wants you to know his presence, his abiding presence. I am with you. I will never leave you. I'm always there. When it all looks like it's all going so wrong and you're so worried, you're so concerned and you don't even know if there's any way forward you might not be hearing his voice you are telling him your problems but you will feel his presence with you the bible describes it as being like everlasting arms it talks about his presence is with us and it reminds us that actually our battle is not our battle it's his battle and the victory is ours god's presence reassures us that he is with us he's with us in the fire like he was with uh, those guys in the Old Testament. He's with us in the, in the, in the waters. He's river, with us in the middle of the night. He's with us when the battle is raging. He's with us until we win through and the victory actually becomes a reality in our lives. It's the most incredible thing to know that we can pray and talk to God. During the lifetime of Queen Elizabeth, I used to talk to the Queen pretty often. You didn't know that, did you? Well, I used to talk to God about her. I never actually got to speak to her. I've never spoken to the Prime Minister of England. You know, I never got to talk with the Queen, but I talk with Jesus, <laughs> King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Uh, I, I, I never, I've never been and talked to the Prime Minister. I've got a few things I'd like to say to him. Uh, but I have talked to the one who is the Supreme Commander of the whole thing. Uh, I've never had an audience with the richest man on earth. But I talk all the time to the one who actually owns the earth. 
and his, he owns the wealth in every mine and the cattle on a thousand hills, says the old song, you know. I talked to him, oh, by the way, he's told me that from his riches, there's a Bible verse about that, he'll, he'll meet all of my needs according to the riches of God. I mean, what an awesome thing it is. So don't worry that you're, a, you, you know, you, that you're not a relative of the queen or you don't know the richest man. You know the king of kings and lord of lords and the God who said, I will never leave you. And he wants to have a talking relationship with you every day of your life. And that talking relationship is called prayer. Life sometimes teaches us that prayer doesn't work. I've had people say to me, well, I prayed for my dying mother, but she died anyhow, so it doesn't work. I've had people say to me, um, oh, I prayed that God would make me a millionaire and I'm still struggling to pay my bills. Somebody said to me only just before the service this morning that being a Christian and understanding prayer doesn't mean that we've, we've got like a magic wand because it, the rain comes and the sun comes on the righteous and the unrighteous. We still go, all of us go through stuff. You wouldn't need to win through if there wasn't a battle going on. Something is going on. And I know it's difficult to understand why some people seem to get their prayers answered and some others don't. And why don't I? Who said that? Okay, I'm the only person amongst all the people here that have, that have said, why is he getting his prayers answered and, and I'm not? Well, all I can say is watch this space. You keep putting into practice what I'm about to tell you and you're going to see some of your prayers answered. Um... I don't have any fancy answers today to some of those whys, but I do have some insights into the why nots. Why don't our prayers get answered? Sometimes we can learn something from the negative side of something, can't we? See, the Bible tells us if we doubt a negative thing, uh, or if you argue with your husband and your wife all the time, or if you're constantly sinning, then... You should not be surprised if your prayers are not going to get answered in a hurry. Let's look at a few verses about that, shall we? Just in case you think I'm leading you up the garden path. Actually, I'm trying to lead you in the promised land, uh, on the journey to the promised land. James chapter 1 verse 6 says this. And, it, and it's talking about uh, believing and doubting here. It says, but when we pray, we must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. So the, the key to, the, to, to that verse is this. Stop doubting and believe only. Be strict with yourself. You know, we do it when it comes to diet. We say, no to this. It's really hard, isn't it, when you're standing in the cake shop. When you're driving past fast food that you and you say no keep keep going and sometimes we've just got to do that to this thought pattern that goes on in our mind and say stop doubting just believe second verse out of James chapter 4 verse 2 it's talking about husband and wife and it says you quarrel and you fight but you do not have because you do not ask well, in fact, he didn't tell the husband and wife that verse. That'll come in a minute. He's talking about the church there. He said, you're quarreling, you're fighting, you're, you're in this tiswas of stuff. You do not have because you don't ask. So we've got to be in peace. We've got to be in a place where we are secure and we have to ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Say ask. 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 It's going to come up a few times in this message. We've got to learn how to ask. 
And then James chapter 4 and verse 3, and this is particularly talking about money, but this says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you can spend what you get on your pleasures. Oh Lord, give me a thousand pounds because I want to go away on holiday. Well, well, try asking God for a thousand pounds so you can give it to missions. You might be surprised what God will do. And then when he gives it to you, be sure that you're going to... We, your understanding is motives here. Why do we want to be rich? And then in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, and this is the husbands and wives bits, it says, live with respect as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life. It's particularly talking to the husbands, but it's true of the wives, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So in other words, if you are at odds at home, then don't expect your prayers to come through quick. They will be hindered. Let me say this to you. The Bible never tells us something to tease us or string us out and leave us high and dry. You know, like this, you can believe for this and God's saying, no, no, that's never going to happen. He only tells you something if he thinks it is going to happen. And what you're believing for right now might feel out there. It might feel it might feel more than could possibly be. I want to tell you something. God is making a promise to you today, here, right here, and watching me where you are at home. It might feel hopeless. It might feel too much. It might feel out there. I want to tell you something. God is not teasing you. He wants you to take his promise seriously. He wants you to believe his word. And, oh, by the way, if it doesn't seem to happen by tomorrow, don't start blaming God. Let's give God some time. Time is important when it comes to seeing prayers answered. Don't lose heart. Be ready to wait. God always answers you when you pray. He will answer you by way of one of three words. Yes, no, or wait. <laughs> Let's go and have a look at yes. If, if God's answer comes to you and says, yes, the answer is on the way, what's our response? We should be rejoicing. That's the time to rejoice and say, hallelujah. You might not have received it yet, but if God has given you a witness in your heart that your answer is on the way, and you know that you know that you know that God is going to come through for you, and you believe it, or if it happens to come, don't be forgetful of God's goodness to you and give God praise. You know, many times I've observed people get completely blessed, bless their socks off, if you like, and you never hear a word out of it. They don't come to church and they don't give anything back to God and they don't smile. They don't give a testimony. They still sit there like this. And yet they've been abundantly blessed. And God blesses you and God says yes to you. I tell you, we should be filled with joy and we should give him praise and honor. We, there were 10 people who, who got healed of leprosy. Do you remember one time and only one came back? Let's make sure that we're the one that comes back and gives glory to God and say, Lord, you bless me. We get embarrassed sometimes. Because people misunderstand our blessings. Joseph got blessed and his brothers misunderstood his blessing. Don't be embarrassed because God blesses you. When God blesses you and, and answers your prayer and something, give all the glory to Jesus and wear with joy and with pride and who God, uh, who God is and his goodness to you because he just said yes. If he said no, then don't go off in a sulk. None of us sulk, do we? You know, I've got quite a lot of grandchildren, and sometimes, Grandpa's going to have this, and I say, no. Bottom lip comes out. The, well, you know what it's like. You've done it, and I've done it. Don't sulk. The, the way to deal with the no, 
when God says no, is to go back and say, okay, great, that means you've got something even better in plan for me. Because this that I was praying for would not have helped me, so you've got a better plan for me. And so we're still back to number one, where we rejoice and say, thank you, Lord, for saving me from a mistake. Thank you for saving me from a bad decision. Thank you, because you've got a better, because God says I'm working out everything together for your good so his no is for your good and we need to go back to God and say okay thank you very much for saving me from answering that prayer and sometimes it's wait the wait is hard I think uh, it's certainly hard for me because I'm a very let's make it happen today in fact not even today this morning in fact not even this morning this hour in fact not even this hour now yeah Lord give me patience now you know, I'm a very much want to see it all happen now. But sometimes we have to wait. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Wait for the Lord and be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And you know, the word wait there isn't like turn off. It's wait with expectation. The word has built in it in a meaning in the, in the Hebrew there of waiting with an expectation that you know, that you know, that you know that number 64 buzz is coming. That's why you stood at the, bay, at the buzz queue because you know it's coming. And we've got to have that sense of waiting with an expectation when we pray because we know that it's coming. Earlier on I said how important it was that we ask. There's a very famous Bible verse, isn't it? Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 9, that says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and uh, you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. If you notice, ask has all those words in it. Ask, seek, and knock. Isn't that clever? How clever is that? Ask, seek, and knock we've got to be ready to ask God to seek him to knock to be in an prayer is not a passive oh well dear Lord here I am about to go to sleep Lord I pray my soul to keep and if I die before I wake Lord I pray my soul to wake good night Lord I'm a bit tired amen you know there's time to wrestle in prayer there's time to fast. There's time to stay up all night. There's time to go and climb a mountain. There's time to put your energy and your faith down. To say, and sometimes you will face serious stuff in your life. And you've just got to not just say, oh Lord, and, and bless Frederick. No, Lord, I'm calling on you. I'm pleading on you. The church, when Peter was in prison, if you remember, in the middle of the night, they were in a prayer meeting. They were seeking God. They were doing this. Okay, they didn't believe it when he knocked on the door. But their energy, their passion, their zeal, their faith had them up in the middle of the night to pray. And we need to be ready to actually pray and, and seek God. Jesus gave us an example. His disciples said, teach us how to pray. I don't know. Can you read this with me? You know it. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed. Come on, join me. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me hear you. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. As we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 
Amen. Awesome, huh? But we need to pray like, not just like our Father and our Amen. Or even sleepily. Take those words. You can use it daily in your own praying and talk about your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. You can talk about, hallowed be your name. The name of God, the authority. When you talk about name, it's capital N. It means authority. Your kingdom come. Woo! If you're talking kingdom, you talk about establishing something. Not just the, you know, the same on forever. No, we're here to extend his kingdom. We're here to see his kingdom come. <clears throat> and one of the big deals about getting our prayers answered is so that his kingdom will come. That his will will be done. And we need to, church, and you individually in your life and for us together corporately, we need to have some passion and energy and zeal and faith in our hearts to say, we're going to be a kingdom extending church. We're going to be a society changing church. We're going to see this evil day turned into a better day, to a good day where kingdom comes and will of God is done. Hallelujah. See, we'll pick up to give us this daily bread. We'll say that with better passion sometimes than the other verses because because we're in need lord help me well thank god he will because he loves us but notice this phrase in the middle of the lord's prayer your will be done on earth as it is in heaven i want you to understand something here heaven will come to change earth and prayer will open the door for that to happen when it comes to God's will, there is something called his unconditional will, and there's something called his conditional will. His unconditional will is this. He's the sovereign God. He'll do whatever he wants to do, irrespective of you or me. I don't even need to be in faith for it. God's decided it's going to happen. That's going to happen. Nothing I can do to change it. I can't modify it. It doesn't go to the House of Lords for amendments. It's his will. It's his unconditional will. And then there's something called his conditional will. That is when God says, I will do this, I will do that, but I need you to ask me or to seek me or to obey me or to be in faith for me. Jesus said in Mark chapter 6 verse 5 that he could do no great miracles in a place except to lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them because he was amazed at their lack of faith. Their lack of faith curtailed, limited. It was a conditional thing. Many places when you talk about Jesus going to a town, it says, and he healed them all. But when he went to his hometown, where people were a bit laid back and they were a bit resistant, he only just touched one or two people. Oh, I want to be a church, don't you? That says, yes, Lord, amen. And that he's never limited because of the conditional will, but we are ready. I'll give you another example about conditional will. The Bible says that God's desires that all men might be saved, but all men will not be saved. Because it's conditional on that man repenting and coming to faith in Jesus Christ. It's conditional will. But God's will is that all will, will be saved. God invites us to ask him, to seek him, to believe. And we've got to reach out to heaven so that heaven can then reach out to earth and can change earth. Rachel was telling you that earlier we're off on an, an apostolic trip to Poland this week. I will need my passport to leave the country and I'll need my passport to get into that country. Without my passport, guess what? I'm going nowhere. nowhere. Prayer is your passport. 
to be able to lead the circumstances that you are in, to be able to go into the presence of God and be accepted there. You don't need a visa. The, the, the blood of Jesus Christ has already made a way for you. Your passport has already been stamped with the blood of Jesus and you're able to enter it because of covenant. <coughs> and you're able to, get, to come away from the circumstances that you're in and make the, the connection to heaven and then go and make your appeal in heaven. And then heaven comes back down and changes your circumstances of your life. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that exciting? You know, the Bible says that when we use our passport, and it didn't use the word passport, but you'll see what I'm going to say when we pray, we need to use the name of Jesus. There's been many times that I've been in, a, in, a, in an airport and you've had this special lane for dignitaries and uh, people who are a part of the government and they just walk straight through. And I look at that line and I say, don't you know that I'm an ambassador of the King of Kings. I should be walking through the priority lane. I'll tell you something, when it comes to prayer, you walk straight through the priority lane because God says, you're my son, you're my daughter, you are welcome. Come on, let's get to heaven in a heavenly place so that we can start to pray. And when we do, we pray in the name of Jesus because our passport is stamped because of the name of Jesus. Oh, Philippians 2 verse 9 says this, that God exalted Jesus to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Our Jesus is King of kings, Lord of lords, the supreme authority. There's nobody that can say anything against him. When, when he says, yes, no man can say no. Hallelujah. It's the name of Jesus. That's why in John 14, 13, it says, I will do whatever you ask in my name. Capital N. In my name, I'll do it. Why? Because he can. And because he loves you. You say, well, I'm in a very, very difficult set of circumstances right now in my life, in my health, in my family. I know, and that's why we've got to learn how to pray in the name of Jesus. Again, in chapter 14, the same chapter, one verse later, it says, You may ask me for just a few things. Say the word anything. anything. Are you ready? Let's say it together. You may ask me for anything in my name. Capital N, talking about authority, the name of Jesus. And I will do it. It is time to take our stand in God's presence and start to pray in the name of Jesus. It's time for us to be in a place where we say, you know, we've dealt with this thing too long. We need to see a breakthrough. We've been struggling with this sickness too long. It's time to see a breakthrough. We've been struggling with this finances too long. It's, with time, it's time for a breakthrough. God doesn't want you or me or our church stuck in the circumstances of the society in which we live. We've got to get up to heaven, brother and sister and get God to come down to earth with us and say all power and all authority is his and you know even the Bible says even by faith you can say to a mountain be removed we can say to a problem you're facing I know people here and people watching me right there at home you're at home because you're sick I tell you it's time to, to start to see and we're going to pray for you in, in just a moment as we are together here in church and say this sickness shall not be to death. This sickness is not going to de define the rest of our life. We're going to get through it. We're going to win through it. You're struggling with something in your family. Let's not give up hope. 
Hold on. Help is on the way. We need to declare the name of Jesus. We need to ask and seek and knock. We need to declare the name of Jesus over our sickness, over our depression, over our marriage, over our family, over our debt, over our mental anxieties, over your health, over your strength, over your future, over everything. Declare the name of Jesus. He's bigger than whatever it is that you face. We need to do, use our prayer passport. Use your prayer passport and say in the name of Jesus, I'm coming right now into the heavenly places and I'm going to speak the name of Jesus over my circumstances. Use it. Let's come together to pray. Oh, hallelujah. How to get your prayers answered? Pray in the name of Jesus. How to get your prayers answered? Let faith be in your heart. How to get your prayers answered? If you're arguing as a couple, stop it. If, how to get your prayers answered. If you're really sinning all the rest of the week and just coming to church and looking holy on a Sunday, oh, for goodness sake, let's get our lives right before God. How, how, do, we, how do we get our prayers answered? We say, Lord, here we are. We want to take our passport and enter into the heavenly places. And we want to discuss how we're going to change the circumstances of life. Amen? Right now, we're going to start to pray and we're going to sing, these guys are going to sing this song. I believe the Holy Spirit led me to this song this last week and it's blessed me and blessed me and blessed me. I hope it does you. We're going to speak the name of Jesus over every circumstance. We're going to speak the name of Jesus over every issue that you face. If you've got issues that you're facing right now, when we start to sing this song, oh, I'll, I would encourage you to don't, don't be slow to respond. Be energetic to it. You could stand. You could lift your hands towards heaven. You could speak the words out. You could just be ready to engage with God and use your passport and come into the heavenly places and say, God, I'm I'm looking for you for my for my child. I'm looking to you for my husband or for my wife, for my finances, whatever it is. I want to tell you something. This is going to be a key as to how we're going to get our prayers answered. Amen. If you've got stuff that's going on in your life and you know you need God. To meet you, I'm going to ask you right now, stand in God's presence and let's come before him. I'm standing. I'm standing. Some of you might want to join me. If you've got stuff that needs to be answered, stand. Just begin to start to say to God right now. From your heart, you can say it out loud if you want. If you're embarrassed, it's okay. You can say it in your heart. He hears your heart. Say, oh God, I'm believing you right now for my health. Believing you. I'm believing you. Oh, I'm believing you. God, we're coming before you. Oh, Jesus. What is it that you're asking God for? Tell him. Tell him right now. Hey, Jesus, I'm looking. It's for my job. It's for my family. It's for my finances. It's for my mental health. It's for my depression. Never call it my depression. Call it the depression that comes to try and stop me. You talk about my health and my strength and my joy and my peace. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now over those things that you've just thought about and you've told God, let's speak the name of Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Jesus. Over every heart. Over every heart and every mind We're speaking the name of Jesus Cause I know there is peace 
within your presence. I speak Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Speak it out, Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Till every dark addiction every addiction, starts to break. Every addiction is gone, broken. Declaring there is hope and there hope. is freedom. Freedom, hope and freedom. I speak Jesus. Because oh, your name is power. Your name. Healing. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, life. We speak life. We speak life to you. Break every Oh, yeah. Shine through the shadows. Yeah. Burn. Oh, over fear and over fear and all anxiety be gone in the name of Jesus to every soul have captive by depression you're free come on you're free Jesus your name your name is power power Shout Jesus from Shout the mountain. Jesus. Jesus in the street. Jesus. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. We lift up the name of Jesus. Jesus for my family. Yeah. I speak for your family. For my family, Jesus, for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Your name is power, your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Shine through the shadows, burn like the fire. Oh, I believe the Holy Spirit is touching and changing things right now for you. This is your moment. This is your day this Sunday. 
this Sunday in, in January is, is your breakthrough moment. Things are never going to be the same, the same again. It's a time, and I'm speaking to you at home right now. I know some of you are sitting there and you're lifting your hands, stretching out towards the telly maybe, or holding your, your iPhone or something. In the name of Jesus, we're speaking home. We're speaking health to you in Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's believe for all those people who are watching us right now power of God coming into your life, coming into your home, the presence of God touching you right now where you are. It's coming to you. You're going to rise in the name of Jesus. You're going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Those situations are going to change. Breakthrough is coming. We're speaking to you at home or wherever you are watching us right now. In Jesus' name, we're rising something. We're, we're using our passport in the heavenly places. Heaven is coming down and touching you right where you are. Oh, we're going to sing that one more time. We're going to come and sing because your name is power. I want you to believe it. Believe it. It's the how your prayers will be answered is when you know that you know that your name, that in the name of Jesus you have all power and all authority is in his name because your name is power. Your name is power. It's healing. Your name is healing. It's life. Your name. Oh, is yeah. Break every stronghold. Every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Come on, sing it one more time. Because your name. Your name is power. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name. Is We're going to sing verse 3 one more time. It's talking in this about speaking the name of Jesus over fear and anxiety and depression. Seems to be such a blight in so many people's lives in this day in which we're living. Well, time to go to heaven with your passport and say, no, the people of God are going to walk free. Come on, let's sing verse 3. And I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Let's speak it over fear. All anxiety. all anxiety to every soul have by depression. I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus. Jesus, sing it again. I just want to speak. Cause your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is love. Break every stronghold. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Alive. Oh, shout Jesus. Come on, shout. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus in the dark. Over every enemy. You are more than a conqueror through Christ. Jesus for my family. I speak his holy name. Jesus. One more time. Let's shout from the mountains. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the street. 
Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, let's speak out his name. Speak out his name. Jesus. Jesus. I want you to do that every day of this week. I want you to do it every week of this year. I want to do it every year of the rest of your life. And as you begin to put this into practice, that's how you will get your prayers answered. And we'll see a real change. Hallelujah. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's still release in the name of Jesus. Wow, I think we learned something today. Go on, have a great week. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you.